Hi there and welcome to Category 5 Technology TV. Today is Tuesday, September 23rd and this is episode 366. We are moving out people, that's right. I have taken over the studio while Robbie begins to pack it up and we move to Studio D. This episode we will be recounting some of the fabulous trials and tribulations of our journey towards Studio D. Stick around because this is coming on up. This is Category 5 Technology TV. Starring Sasha Dermatis. Hillary Rumble. Krista Wells. Ferguson. This is Category 5 Technology TV. I'm here, I'm Hillary Rumble, in for Robbie Ferguson. He is actually in our studio, Studio C. He's begun the journey of Photobomber. He has begun the journey of packing up our studio as we finally are able to transition into Studio D. This is so exciting, people. We've been waiting a long time for this. It honestly has been quite the journey um, between the initial conception, the vision, the transformation of the physical studio space. Um, it's just been incredible. And so we want to take a little trip down memory lane. And remember the days of old, our steps towards moving into Studio D. So, to kick this off, we're just going to take a little, little, little look back at how this all came about. Now, you may remember we started with an Indiegogo campaign, trying to raise funds to build a studio right here in Robbie's house. Now, when Robbie first purchased this house, he bought it with the goal of having the studio space um, in his garage and it started off in the basement as we are currently with the with the vision of transforming his garage into a permanent studio space we began our indigo campaign and we're doing really well um, we had to raise almost eighteen thousand dollars just to um, do the bare minimum of the transformation of the garage we didn't quite get there but through your support of our amazing and loyal viewers we were able to secure um, a good little nest egg of money that has been pivotal in the transformation of Studio D. So we are going to journey down memory lane and look at the transformation of Studio D from then to Studio D now. Starting off with day one. Day one, we had a big group of True Blue fans. Boy, we were optimistic, weren't we? We were so optimistic, I tell you. We had we had visions, we had dreams, we had hopes and goals that this is going to be the best day ever. We just had to clean up the studio. So we started off, Roddy, myself, Becca, Renee, Roger, um, I believe that was everyone, and we, we went gung-ho, we're cleaning the space, 
it hadn't been used for a little while, so it was a little dusty, and we were cleaning away. But we encountered a few problems that then launched the um, home rental show that we've been uh, filming amidst all of all of the this transformation. So here's a little clip showing some of the hard work that happened on our work beat day one and our unexpected encounter with um, a minor setback. So take a look. Welcome to Studio D as it is on day one. And Hillary's here. Hey, Hill. Hello, world. Just envision the possibilities. Scrubbing the bathroom. How bad is it? It's, it's a, it needs a little bit of work. I'll say that. Very diplomatic. Okay. But we have a lovely toilet and a lovely sink. It works? Lovely. Beautiful. Yeah. <laughs> cool. Welcome to the space. Here it is. Looks like dirt is coming in yeah, under the weird. wall. Soil from outside coming in under the wall. Ah. That might take some work to fix. Hillary, do you want to do the honors of kicking the wall to show how bowed it is? She doesn't want to ruin her shoes. Oh, yeah. Or kill her toes. Where? Can you show It's like all bowed there and damaged, yeah. Dirt coming through. Yeah. Kicking dirt through the wall here. Which is fun. Yeah. Oh yeah. All right. There you go. What do you think about that? A little bit of work. You need a little bit of TLC, but I'm sure it'll turn out just beautifully. When it's all done. Like a science experiment. Well, I mean, they're probably yeah. Like I said, there's probably mice behind it too. Right. Well, what happens is the water travels all along usually. So as you can see, minor setback, but that would not stop the amazing. Studio D from happening. Now, as you know, we have been in Studio C for quite some time now. And as we launch this episode into Studio D, we are also launching into season eight of Category 5 Technology TV. Can you believe that we've been on the air for seven years? Seven years ago, Robbie sat in his basement, filmed his first episode of Category 5. And now, it's incredible. We've gone through Studio A, B, C, and moving into D. Our cast has grown, our viewership has grown, and our content and, and love for technology and free tech support has grown too. So thank you for being a part of it, and uh, thank you for your continued support. And now let's just move on to uh, another clip here of Day 2 at Category 5, Studio D, Build and Expansion. So day two had come and gone. We've been having a lot of crazy weather in Barrie lately, a lot of rain, which is unusual for the summer. But as a result, we then realized that um, because of the rain in the past, there was a lot of mold buildup in the walls, and we had to get rid of that. So here's a clip of that fateful day, day two. <clears throat> Our biggest concern is this big patch here, and there's definitely some mold growth here. So we're going to clean that off and see if it's if it goes any deeper. It looks like it's plaster, so we may be okay, but there is some definite water damage here that we need to fix. 
uh, and obviously we need to stop the water coming in. There's been a lot of heavy rain the past couple of days, uh, but you can see that the wall is damaged. Under the window, there is water coming in. Um, <clears throat> so we have to stop that water from coming in, and then we need to fix the walls, find out about the mold situation, see if it's anything serious, or if we can just clear it off, uh, clean it off on the surface. So we've got... Uh, Somebody that's going to take a look at that for us, and you'll probably meet him very soon. So for day four, we realized we need to uh, remedy our mold problem. So Andy Christie from Safe Homes Canada popped by, gave us a little uh, 411 on how we can go about fixing our mold problem. Well, that's a mess, right? So the bottom of the wall assembly here needs to be removed, you know, temporarily. Remove the bottom of the wall assembly so you can dry the wall out, right? Because right. it's going to be messy under there. How do we do that? Like a dehumidifier or something? Well, to dry it, well, first you just cut it and remove it. But. Okay. So, I mean, it's damp to the touch. Make sure my setting's right. So a drywall, this should read about, notwithstanding really high relative humidity, uh, this should read about uh, 12 to 15 RH, percent RH, and it's at 10. So that's a drywall there. And we've actually got a dry day today, if you can believe it. <laughs> This jumps right to 36, so that's a wet wall. And you knew that. You knew that already. I kind of I saw some signs <laughs> 20 of that. There. I kind of noticed. So watch, as you go up the wall, it'll be dry, right? So down here, it's 39. And then up here, it's 14. So it's really, it's just the bottom of the wall, right? So let's go outside and oh, check good. it out. Okay. So you can actually see, just from splashing of water and draining of water, it just, uh, you know what it's probably doing? It's just coming right down against the wall. It's unlikely the landlord's going to install an eaves trough for you. I recommend them at every building, even if you have a metal roof. Uh, you tend to get avalanching of ice and snow at a metal roof, so people get tired of replacing the eaves trough. Um, but as, a, as an engineering professional who inspects buildings, I always recommend water control because how do you prevent further settlement at a building? You capture the water and get it away from the building and you seal the skin of the building. How do you prevent water infiltration through or into a building, into a basement, into a block wall? This is a decorative exterior block wall here. How do you prevent water entry into the block? You seal the system where it's open. So you seal the gaps and the joints and the possible entry points. Building sciences is really simple. It's all about just sealing the skin of the building, capturing the water, getting it away from the building. Oh, we got little moisture-loving insects crawling oh, out from here. Oh, is that how they're getting Yeah, in? look at got that. ants like crazy. Yeah, so every little opening like this, you know, water comes down and just drips and drools its way in and yeah, makes yeah. its way in. And these so guys wanna, are just loving walking around. I'm going to say hydraulic, like a really good quality hydraulic cement, which is just a compound. It's a manufactured compound that just, it has a good adherement characteristic, and it'll stick to this joint. Okay. And just, you know, it, some of it you can get in a caulking tube and just caulk it on there. So I talked about sealing the skin of the building. This caulking's, it looks about 20 years old. Um, it's brittle, it's done, it's history. It's time for recaulking. So water has been pouring. This is the thing with these block walls. Look at that. There's where they, there's an ant moving in. There's one in there. Oh, what a great little camera. So, um, it's so simple, you know? That's how so these got stuff going on. So okay. these block walls have cavities. So. When snow sits there in the winter and rain as well, when rain gets down here, it just goes right in those open joints and into the block. It's so simple. But. Now this is the wall that uh, Hillary, as you remember, 
just kind of gave it a tap with her foot and a bunch of ants came out the bottom. Wonderful. Right here. So, and this is exactly the point right here where ants were coming and going. So I can see that there's no, they're not up here. They're actually walking in through the window and, and walking inside the wall. That's soaking so that's where still wet. Soaking over here too, eh? Yeah. Rob, you hate to tell you, buddy, but see how it's all bowed here? And it's like yeah. the whole wall's wet. You're gonna probably re need to replace the bottom, say two feet, two vertical feet. What's that in metric? I don't know. To get my tape measure out look, I'm just kidding. So a couple of feet vertically, gone. All the way around. There's no sense putting anything new on here or attempting to dry it out until you seal the skin of the building up. Yeah. Obviously. Day five was deemed a bold remediation day. Robbie is in full hazmat protective gear getup. He's not letting any of that mold get on him and he's not letting any more mold grow in our studio. He totally annihilated that mold. Um, he also indicates that we gotta let it dry out for a couple days. So we, we did take a, a little bit of a break between day five and day six, but rightfully so. This guy did tons of work. Robbie in his hazmat suit, hilarious. Check out a couple clips from day five. <laughs> going to do this and look like an idiot, you might as well go all out. That'll keep the sweat off of my eyes, just in case anyone asks what that's for. I really kind of feel like it needs a belt. I've lost 14 pounds, so it really kind of is loose on me. I just realized I'm eventually going to have to get out of this. But even in spite of that, I think suspenders are in order. There's really never a time when suspenders are not awesome when you're a nerd. There we go. Green suspenders especially. There's a lot of it too. 
just the drywall itself that's gotten moldy, but there you have it. There's the back side of it. confident that I got the mold and especially once I come in with the bleach and do the the rest of it and the rest of you know if there's any extra dampness I feel like it's going to dry out especially once we fix the outside stuff this is category 5 technology TV I'm your host Hillary Rumble kind of taking over for Robbie Ferguson who is busy moving around packing stuff up so we can get out of Studio C and into Studio D if you're just joining us, this is the journey from C to D, our transformation of Studio D and um, our journey towards having our permanent space um, out of Robbie's basement and um, all, all of the help and all of the little projects we've had um, from the start to the finish. If you're just tuning in, we are up to day six. Day six was mold annihilation. Uh, Robbie was spraying down the walls with bleach getting rid of that mold. We had a bit of a hiccup. Um, initially, we went to the studio on the first day super gung-ho and, and excited and just thinking, oh, we just gotta clean it, get rid of the dust and garbage. And then we encountered some mold, which required drywall being stripped and cut out, mold being annihilated, and all these little things that we've never had to do before and uh, Robbie never had to do before. If you're just joining us and enjoying this journey so far, you can get the full scoop and all these clips available online at cat5.tv studio. Additionally, if you feel so inclined to contribute towards our efforts, please keep watching and maybe consider making a financial donation as well. The reason why we do this show is to provide free tech support to you, the viewer. If we have the know-how, we feel we want to give it to you, our friends and community of viewers, and share our knowledge with you. So please, again, check out cat5.tv slash studio. Robbie is at the studio at the crack of dawn. He, this has been a busy summer for him. He's been working at the studio in the morning, going to work, coming home, coming back to the studio, and just, it was incredible. It was a ton of time, and a ton of volunteers um, have been a part of this process, which has been great. So on day seven, uh, our friend Robert came, and he helped put like the caulking around the windows and the doors help prevent um, further leakage and further water damage and further mold. So the first thing he does is he walks in and starts laughing hysterically. What's going on? <laughs> it looks like some sort of... Uh, Amateur? Uh, rabid beaver came along and shoot the walls <laughs> off. Oh boy. <laughs> anyway, it's done now, but you're going to have to trim it up neatly if you're going to put another piece of drywall on there. Yeah, because sure. Uh, and, and maybe what I'll do is I'll just show you how to straighten it out a little bit and, and get a nice clean line. Okay. It's easy enough to do, and if you do it right, you don't actually have much mess at all. It's easy to clean up because what you do is you, you cut it along the straight line, you, you take off the, uh, the, re the receptacles, uh, the covers off the electrical plates. And then Which I obviously did. Well, well yeah. <laughs> That's so <strange. laughs> 
<laughs> Beautiful. But anyway, you just you just take those off, and then all you do is you cut a nice straight line all the way along. And then once you cut the straight line, you'll cut the seams, and then you, you fold it up. And after you fold it up, uh, you just cut that seam up, uh, uh, nice and cleanly yeah, through, yeah. and it'll all come off. You guys saw the video, right? Don't they make it sound simple? It is simple. I've done oh. I've done hundreds of homes, and then and then once you get it cut off like that, then you just score it uh, in intervals about one foot, and then you fold it up like a little accordion. It's oh, that's what magic. I did wrong. Yeah, okay. yeah, it's easy to do. So there's three reasons why you why you do caulking, right? One is, in a, in a residence, in a home, you can save 25% of your heating costs by doing proper caulking. Mm -hmm. And the second reason you do it is so that you have, um, you have uh, consistent heat throughout the house. So if you have windows that aren't properly sealed, then all of a sudden you end up in a situation where one room is drafting, so you end up with these drafty homes. And then the third reason, of course, is what, as you're seeing here, to protect your investment. Mm -hmm. Because water damage uh, is one of the most significant contributors to insurance claims. You know, whether it's a, an internal leak, leak or an external leak, water tends to penetrate through uh, the, the skin of the, of the building, and then all of a sudden you've got interior issues that, which are often not in, uh, uh, exposed until it's too late and you get significant damage to the walls, the carpeting, the flooring, yeah. everything. So you can we, see it there. Yeah, well, there you go. <laughs> we gotta and, it's, and, 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 and it's funny how it's just a simple little crack in the caulking. Yeah. And like, like uh, Andy had said earlier, it can transport. And that's one of the tricky things with water. It'll track along lines. And, and I've been in buildings where the damage that you see ends up being 20 yards away or 30 yards away from where the actual point of entry oh, yeah. is because it'll track along a beam until it hits the lowest point and then it'll drip. Yeah, it's like our windows here. Yeah. So we've got the upper windows letting water in and it's actually leaking out the windowsill at the bottom. Robert also then gives us a little bit of a lighting tutorial, Lighting 101. You can get some fluorescent tubes that have much better color rendering than a standard uh, yeah, like the ones, the ones that are in the roof right now yeah, are nasty. Well, and I mean, you you've got see, that one over there looks yellow. This one looks white. That's that's probably a five thousand K. That looks more like a three thousand K. Yeah. and that's you one. Can of certainly the see on video too. Yeah, and even even the longevity. Once you one of the benefits of an LED is if you pick a good light, it should last you depending on the number of hours you're running it a day. And they're running 50,000 to some of the lights now are running up to 200,000 hours in terms of uh, before they burn out. Hmm. And even at that, they don't physically burn out. Yeah, yeah. They just they sort of. No, they don't flicker. They, they, they oh, this. reduce the amount of lumens that they put out. Oh, okay. So an LED that's putting out, uh, uh, let's, say, let's say it's putting out 1,000 lumens, it's considered at the end of its lifespan, when it reaches 70% of its output. So if it's 1,000 lumens, down to 700 lumens, they say the light is dead, which is kind of an interesting right. thing because... It's still putting out better light than some lights out there. <laughs> well, and a lot of lights, what they do for fluorescent lights and all the traditional type of lighting is they say that their lifespan is based on the average of 50% of the lights making it to that, that point. Oh, okay. So the light could have burnt out 
long before the the, the two thousand or five thousand hours that its that its lifespan is okay. is projected mm-hmm. at, uh, it actually would be um, in some cases maybe as little as five hundred hours, and that's why you end up in situations where you get inconsistent colors throughout the building because the person that changes the lights out, he changes out the one that's burnt out at that time. Right. Not changing it in a, in a scenario with an LED, you would, you would choose to change the lights based on lumen depreciation. Mm. So you'd say, okay, I don't like the light level in here now, I'm going to change the lights. You would change them all at the same time. Okay. Which is, um, and you wouldn't do that for potentially 20 years. Mm-hmm. So. Hmm. When you're choosing an LED light in the future, if you do that, pick a good one because you're going to be stuck with it for 20 years. Sure. If you're going to be stuck with it for 20 years. Isn't that years, amazing? You look at the price and you think, well, well, they're expensive, but then you think 20 years. Well, when and, and typically the payback on an LED is about two, depending on, on the application and, and what you're replacing, the, the, the payback is um, as little as uh, one year for something like a halogen, right? A mm-hmm. 50 watt halogen that you're going to replace and you'll go in with a with a 10 watt um, LED. Um, but the 50 watt halogen may only last 2,000, 3,000 hours. Well, if you have it on in a retail environment and you're running the store 12 hours a day, you're looking at 4,000 hours right. per year. Yeah. So 4,000 hours per year all of a sudden you're changing that light bulb out twice a year. Mm-hmm. You get somebody up on a ladder twice a year. Yeah. You get lights that are burnt out and, and not illuminating the, the, the product twice a year. Whereas when you put an LED in there, you might be sitting on something and have it in there for four or five years right. before you need to do anything with it at all. <laughs> Makes a lot of sense. And then the other benefit of that, of course, is the LED technology is improving so fast, six months at a time, boom, 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 boom. Um, that when you go in and you actually need to replace it the next time around, yeah. your efficiency is going to be that much higher. Wow. So we're almost about a third of the way into our journey. It's day nine. Robbie is at the studio with Liam working on our surveillance system. Now, I haven't really mentioned having a surveillance system to date because, well, it's a secret. But uh, just so you know, we are heavily monitored, so don't try any uh, monkey business. Okay? Lasers. Lasers. Mm-hmm. Uh, anyways, to test out the uh, surveillance system, Robbie captures a, a few beats of uh, Liam's groovy moves, so check this out. Testing the surveillance with Liam, baby. <laughs> he can't tell where the camera is. Is that cool? Hey everybody, it's just Robbie and Liam, and we just thought we would stop in. It's about nine o'clock at night, and I hadn't heard from Robert today, and uh, of course, you know, wasn't sure what, how things had gone, so just thought I'd pop by the studio real briefly because uh, we had, well, Zach's birthday party today, so that was awesome. I do see that Robert was here, and bless his heart, he has been hard at it. I see that the windows have been recocked, and he's nowhere to be found. Uh, but I am so so appreciative that you know looking at this here's the window that was in horrible shape This is the window right there right to uh, Right next to Liam that was letting all the bugs in and now you can see it's it's perfectly cocked. So 
thank you, Robert. Thank you to everybody. And uh, I guess we can go have some fun, eh? We can go play some video games for the weekend? Yeah. Have a good time? Yeah. All right, say goodbye. and we have moved from July into August. Robbie purchased a new mini fridge for the studio, which will be sweet for some treats uh, as we are on the air. As well, uh, a viewer, Apollo, shows up to help replace our ceiling lights. What a guy. We really appreciate his support as well as the support of all of our fabulous volunteers throughout this journey. Here's a wee clip of Apollo doing his thing. Now we know it's safe. Like this. Remove it. It's still good, we put it back. Just temporary so we don't get, just in case someone in the other room turns on the panel. Somebody walks in and turns on the light switch. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Whoops. Exactly. Get rid of that. Put this back. Put these aside. This over here. Now it's always inside, outside. So inside, and outside. Easy, easy. Like so, look at that. Perfect. And then inside, now I don't want to just leave these here for a second. Can we have a sword fight with those? Yeah, sure. We'll do, but we gotta make sure we do it outside and protect the glass. <laughs> That's good for the environment. <laughs> so inside. Okay, just to clarify, do not have a sword fight with these. Uh. Mercury explosion. Exactly. They actually burst out. They actually explode. They're under pressure and they explode. Ah, uh, gases and stuff inside, I guess. I met Sasha. Hi, Sasha. How are you? <laughs> he's, a, he's a little tickled pink yeah. to meet you. So. Yeah, if we just for so many years, you know, probably don't know who I am. <laughs> in the chat room, I'd know exactly who uh, you were. I was, I've only recently gotten in the chat room. Okay. Sasha. So Sasha fed us well. We're gonna have to keep the camera from about here yeah. up because we're. Whew. But we got our, our second wind, so now we got a lot to do. So we don't want to do it exactly the same as last time. Did you did? Come on, man. <laughs> See, there's all this piping up here that makes it very difficult. Think green screen, and do you see those panels? Two panels right above your head. And then two soft boxes in on that. One on this side, one on that side. Are you going to have shadows? <laughs> Not a chance. Cool. Yeah, that's going to do don't nice. You, don't you have to light the green screen as well? Well, that's what the back one behind you is going to do. Okay, so the green screen will be like right here. Well, you think 
when you when you look at this, you think it's going to be right up against the wall, but it's, it's not. not. It's, those stands that Sash and I have, they must like the base is about this big. He's winking at me. I'm, I'm winking because I got dust in my eye. No, he likes me. I do. <laughs> so I got this base that's like this. So it goes okay. here. It's got a pole. Okay. Oh, so that's going to work out here. really well. So it's going to come down here, yeah. and they're going to be standing probably right about here. Yeah, that's going to work out nice. Yeah. Most enjoyable part of today, Paul? What? It's a question. For me? Yeah. When we finally had the last one down, that was the light end. Yeah. Finally, it's going to be great, man. What do you, what yeah. do you think? I think it's going to be fantastic. We position these in such a way that it's going to really illuminate the studio. The landlord's going to come in and say, why'd you position them like that? Well, well the studio's over here. For the studio, it's going to be really, really great. So this has been a great opportunity for us to be able to position the light end, how it's going to be best for the show. So I think that's going to be excellent. How so? These are better. Oh, these are much yeah. more efficient? Yeah, oh my god. Yeah. Landlord is including electricity for us, so I'm never oh. going to see that. The oh, okay. Of that. Mm -hmm. But I guess the landlord, now having a tenant in here, it's going to make a difference for him if it's not eating away at electricity, so... Um, excuse me, I'm trying to do a show here. Sorry! We are now up to day 12 in our journey, and our friend Anthony from froggy.ca came to help with um, more surveillance for the studio. This is a high-tech tech show. Nobody's getting in there. I heard mentions of laser beams, um, so I'm a little nervous myself. Anyways, here's some clips from day 12. All right, so what are we doing uh, today? You were talking about possibly getting some motion sensing in here. Well, today we're, gonna, we're just looking at your building uh, to see what uh, access points there are, and we're trying to find out the best way we can secure them. Uh, so if anybody does uh, make their way into the building and they're not wanted, uh, you'll be notified, and uh, we're we'll just and, taking a look. And the futuristic lasers will cut them up into bitty pieces. Exactly. We have special lasers for that. All right. Awesome. We have special lasers. It can be done. It's getting a little bit later, but we've got one studio light held up by a little cooler, which is kind of brightening up the place here. Uh, but I've got some of these lights done, and uh, we're making good progress. So, all right. Back to it. It's day 13 and I have returned um, back to the motherland. I thought I'd help out with a little bit of sweeping and cleaning, um, help get uh, some of that garbage out while I was waiting for Anthony to come. Um, him and Robbie uh, were also wiring the lights that night. It was a wild night. They were there till three in the morning. This is commitment, people. Commitment to a fabulous show for you. It was also cool because Robbie was live tweeting stuff and people were tweeting him back at the wee hours of morning. It was uh, quite the evening. Um, they did a lot of work. They found uh, a dead mouse. That was gross. <laughs> oh, just, oh dead mouse. Different. Right. Different. Different. Uh, yeah, so you can check out a clip right now of that wild, almost all-nighter. Just gonna get started doing a little bit of housekeeping, so you just stay put while I clean some stuff over here. Just taking a little break, having a nice little bit of lemonade. It's good stuff. Yep. It's Robbie! Look at this place. What have you been up to? Been cleaning. Washing dishes, garbage. Really? Sweet, I can have a cup of coffee. Just for you. I'm so, I feel like a bachelor in this place because I dirty a dish and I forget <laughs> to wash it. You just 
Yeah. I know. How horrible is that, eh? There. Um, thank you. You're welcome. By the way, I've got. Oh, here comes somebody here. Oh, we got a special visitor. Anthony's here. Hello. Come on in. I've got some coffees for everybody. I'm not sure who attacked this book, so. Listen to this guy. Get in here. We can oh, we're on camera. Yeah, we're on camera. Hi, guys. Hi, Anthony. Good timing. Good timing. Good timing. How's traffic? Horrible. Horrible traffic. Friday traffic is absolutely horrible. 400 was jammed, and it took me two hours to get home. Two hours to get home yeah. from work, and then you had to come here yes. afterward, which is another hour or so. An hour, but it wasn't too bad to work before. Yeah. yeah. Anthony and I are just uh, getting things kind of going, and uh, he's working away on the, uh, the alarm system. And I just decided, because I couldn't find any new chains, I know Paulo wanted me to really get some new chains, because these ones are kind of rusty, and, but they're still solid. And I couldn't, this Rona was sold out and the other hardware store didn't sell chains and, uh, and there just isn't enough time to find all, all that. Because we've got decent enough chains, I'm just going to chain these up just so that they're safe. These are the chains that, uh, as Paulo had uh, explained on, on day 10, these uh, just simply keep the, the lights up in the event of, say, an earthquake. Not that we get earthquakes here, but a fire would be a good example where the drop ceiling would probably come down. You don't want the lights coming down, so that's going to just protect whoever's in here. This system here is totally new technology, a lot more flexible, way more capabilities than the old uh, 32 zone panels. This panel here can handle up to 128 zones. Uh, users codes, unlimited user codes. Well, I shouldn't say unlimited, but a large number of user. Yeah, I guess these days storage is not as limited as it was, right? No. It's just nice. a lot of capabilities, and in the future, there will be uh, apps that you can run on your phone to check status, arm nice. and disarm. It's oh. really cool. Sweet. Oh, yeah. And this is Neo by DSC. So is it green, or is that a sticker? That's a sticker to keep it protected. No, this is um, a custom froggy.ca color that we've chosen for the uh, CAD5 Studios, but then just in case you don't like it, we'll just peel it off. Like <laughs> it's like, what? <laughs> That's the second uh, double take I gave Robbie today. I'm going to run the wire for the uh, door sensor. So if anybody makes entry over here, well, stop them in the tracks. So that stops, that protects if somebody opens the door. What if someone smashes the glass? They'll cut their hands, it's fine. It's good that they cut their hands because they're not supposed to be in here. And uh, Punishment. That's right. We have a motion detector that will uh, catch them uh, if they make entry. Yeah, yeah. Awesome. that's your backup. Alright. Yeah, motion detector is your backup. Cool. So we have, uh, we're, we are well protected. So we, don't, we don't have any walls, so the motion detector I can see is right there. Yep. So, and that doesn't see through the glass. No, uh, it's infrared. Well, not that it won't, see, it won't detect the, it's designed not to detect motion. Uh, it's, it's designed to detect motion within the room. Okay. So you won't get any false alarms that way. Nice. Yeah. Cool. Very nice equipment that we're putting in here. While he's up there, I've got uh, most of the lights chained, and it's coming along pretty good. It's about uh, well, it's a little after ten o'clock at night now, and uh, and we're we're going strong. I think we're still going strong. So. Oh, I haven't stopped yet. I haven't even kicked in yet. <laughs> I'm just getting the start drive. Yeah. Whew. So uh, I'm gonna get the rest of these lights chained. I'm gonna start putting up bulbs. Uh, so that tomorrow morning when the landlord comes and flips the switch and uh, turns on the power, hopefully everything's going to turn on. 
nothing's going to arc and nothing's going to explode. It's good. And then oh. Paulo's going to be here on Sunday. He's going to do the inspection. And He's going to check it all out. Yeah. Oh, good. Yeah. So. Uh, you know what? I think the way you're wiring it, by what I've seen, looks okay. Make sure you get those morettes <laughs> on the grounds and you'll be fine. All right. Yes. I'm gonna, yeah, I'm going to get up there. I put, I put morettes on the ground where I've twisted two grounds together. And I'm going to put the plates up on top. Yep. Get them all cleaned up. So. You're all set to go. Okay, now I'm going to get uh, putting up the lights. What I'm going to do is just go around to each of the lights that I've wired and I'm just going to check out uh, the, the wiring before I actually cap it off. Just kind of a quick inspection to make sure everything's good. Put some, uh, put some, yeah, I don't know I'm going to do this up. Morettes. That's the word I was looking for. Morettes. Do I have to put morettes on all of them or just the ones where I twisted two together? Just the ones that two are twisted together. Or if there's any open copper, it must be moretted. There is open copper. It's copper. <laughs> so now the ground where two cables have come together is done. Uh, these ones I'm just kind of checking, just make sure that they are indeed snug. They're not going to come off or anything like that. They're good and tight. And then uh, putting it all together. Looks good so far. This is my fourth one. Then we got the fifth one. This is the uh, green screen studio here. And then, uh, so when these two are done, that's five. I got five more to go. Three, two, one. How do you not have poor hearing? What? Thanks, buddy. No worries. I got you. I got you back. Froggy.ca has you covered. Froggy.ca has Category 5 Studios covered. Just don't ask him to work this late. No. Because that's not fair. Only a jerk would do that. Only a jerk. Who would keep a guy until 3 o'clock in the morning? Oh, I'm not joking. No worries. Oh man, what an adventure, what a journey. And stuff keeps popping up as we go along. Just as we get speed, we counter a few hiccups. Um, Robbie and Paulo are preparing to do drywall and something goes awry. Ooh, a little bit of misfortune. So check that clip out right now. Uh, oh, well, should we start with the good news? The good news? Okay, let's start with good news. <laughs> okay, the good news. We got, we got lunch. That was really yummy. Um, we made a, a shopping list and we zipped out to Allendale Home Hardware. We got everything that we need right on. to get everything done, yep. and it's good. We got the Dremel bit to continue, uh, not the bit, but the thing that holds the bits in place. Uh, then we got back and got down on our knees to start working here, and there's still water coming in. Um, so, I tried getting a hold of Robert because uh, we haven't seen him in a while, but he has been here during hours that I'm not here, um, doing some stuff, we aren't really sure what remains to be done. So I'm hoping to hear back from him so that we can just know, okay, well, well, that's because that window isn't done yet or something like that. Either way though, we're not gonna be able to put up drywall. And you can see it, it's really wet here. With the exception of that little tiny spot right there. I probably sat down and, and absorbed it into my butt. So we're gonna we're gonna cut away the drywall just like we planned. Maybe set up the electrical receptacle yep. that we need to do in the yep. in there and the 
lights that we're going to put in, in another light. We can't wire it because we don't have the ability to flip the switch, the breaker. But that sucks. And Paulo, how long does it take to get here? An hour. An hour? Yeah. You drive fast? Yeah, on the highway. Yeah. I mean, no, I follow the speed limit, of course. I was going to say an hour and a half, maybe two hours, but yeah, an hour. <laughs> All right, well, we'll do what we can. Yeah. That's really all we can do. It's still not a waste of a day. No. Yeah, I guess there's still a lot yeah. to do. Yeah, there is. But it means coming, coming back just to get the drywall up, which means we can't mud this week. That was the plan. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then uh, that means we can't paint next weekend. So we're set back at least a week, maybe two. We also learned through this entire process that Paulo is actually a dubstep star. Oh, you should do that in fast motion. This you know? year? Oh, yeah. yeah with, that, with that song. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh, you should do that in fast motion. Jean is, uh, well, you can tell us more about what, what you do, but um, you're an old friend of mine, and, and uh, we had got discussing the fact that you're really good with colors and designs and, uh, when, when it comes to homes and businesses, and thought, wouldn't she be the perfect person to talk to about how we're going to set up our studio? So, welcome, thank you for coming. Well, and you're welcome, and it's certainly an interesting challenge, because we want to get the colors right. Obviously, it needs to be... Complexion friendly yeah. and logo friendly and all kinds of things. So we're going to see what we can pick out to go behind his camera and all around through the rest of the rooms. So we're going to pick out paint. Yeah. Figure out what to do with the windows. Maybe even look at something interesting in the way of textures and that kind of thing. Cool. What do you think of the space? At oh, this? it's great. I think it's going to be good. You've got some nice natural light. It's certainly bigger for yeah. you. These lights too that we put in are 5,000K, so they're wow. really, really bright. Yeah. As you can tell, so. Yeah. So we'll get some um, paint colors organized for you. Great. I have a couple of uh, paint lines. Oh yeah, do you? Yeah. You brought some swatches? I did. Can Absolutely. I see them? Yeah, definitely. That'd be cool. We'll have a look and see whether it's going to be California paints or para paints. All right. Cool. And tell us a, a little bit about your business just for those who are watching. Well, I do. Uh, I have several different hats. I won't necessarily be using the California Closets hat in here, but mm -hmm. I do California Closets. And then there is, uh, I work with Labar Sales on Tiffin Street. Very good. And they do uh, the paint, obviously, and stains and so forth, and I do window coverings with them. So everything from shutters, blinds, yeah. uh, drapes. This will be a fun project, I think. Yeah. It'll, it'll certainly be a little bit different than what you're used it to. It will. That's, That's for good. Sure. I'm looking forward to it. So yeah. It's going to be a lot of fun. I see that, uh, hey, Krista, you've got the, the window sills all kind of taken apart there. Well done. Kind of. Thanks, buddy. I think they look good. I think we should leave them. I, li I like it. That's how. That's the new set, folks. That industrial. Welcome. Right? Yeah, we're going for industrial. Industrial rustic. Yeah, yeah. Well, thanks, Jean. And it's it's super nice to see. You. It's been a long time, but yes, it has. And uh, I'm sure you. that the viewers at home will get to know you. So. Yeah. Thank you. Thanks, Jean. You guys just see my awesome tool. 
uses a Dremel. <laughs> Takes a little bit longer. Why are you laughing? I like your gloves, those are nice. Thanks, bud. Yeah. They actually help a lot, so. Okay, folks, you ready for this? I want you to see this rain that's coming down in Barrie right now, and you're going to appreciate Robert just as much as I do at this moment. Check it out. I don't know if you can hear how much water is pouring. Here's our floor. I'm going to blow. It is dry. Look at that. Check it out, folks. Here's our windowsill. Everything is bone dry. Look at that. Okay, small change. Um, after about an hour of this torrential downpour, there is a bit of water coming in around the door frame. So I'll show you what we've got. So that's after about an hour. So this is a, a really, really good solid rain. And it's been coming in nonstop. So I'm gonna look outside once everything's dry and see if this is anything that I can figure out. I'm almost curious if on the outside of this door, see how much water is kind of pooling there? And it's just the, uh, you know, the caulking that is built into the door. And you can see, as a matter of fact, that even here, I'm going to see if I can increase the brightness for you. See how the caulking is actually, this is the inside of the door, but I wonder if there's similar problems on the outside, where there's just a lot of water pooling there, and it's coming in through the door frame itself, or the door itself, I should say. It's a small amount. It's not gonna to touch our drywall. We've got about, I'd say about an inch below, like below the drywall, so we're safe. It's not gonna be a problem. Just gotta remedy this once it dries up. It's day 
and uh, I had the day off, so I thought I would sneak over to the studio and do some of the painting on the ceiling tiles while Robbie was at work. So I did a little bit of that. Um, wasn't uh, the most glamorous job, but something I felt I could handle. Uh, Robbie then came back uh, later in the day to install some drywall. His very own, his first attempt, sorry, by himself of installing drywall. And he did a fabulous job. Uh, here's some of the evidence so you can see for yourself that he did it. exciting guys, sorry. But it has to be done. My first one. Beautiful. Ta-da! Alright, I got about half a stack left of ceiling tiles. These are done, looking real good, like my own little art gallery. Some of them speak to me more than others. All right, back to work. Three hours later, all these panels are done. There's a lot of them. They are layered upon layered, but they dry quick, which is good. I am a mess. Look at me, my knees. Somehow managed to get paint on my toes. Oh well, one step closer to being done. It is hot in here. Keep in mind, today in Barrie, 42 degrees Celsius. Yeah, you heard me right, 42 degrees Celsius when I got off work just about an hour ago. I did it! <laughs> My first bit of drywall, it's only two feet wide, but I can be proud of that, right? It's not crooked. It looks pretty good. I just gotta tape around it and mud. Uh, it's 6.30 now. I'm making good progress, but I am uh, uh, getting a little bit concerned about the weather. It is blowing around quite a bit out there. I'm waiting for the torrential downpour and hail to start. Uh, that's kind of what we're up against tonight. Corner beat is done. Um, I think that what I'm going to do tonight is call that a night. Very appreciative to all my friends who have been pitching in. And when I say all my friends, I don't just mean the friends that you see here on camera, here in Studio D, but also all of you at home all of you following along, everyone who has supported this project, whether it be just by commenting in the chat room or in the, uh, in the, uh, the comment section of uh, my blog at baldnerd.com, whether it be monetary, uh, you know that the funds uh, are, you know, we're at that point where I do have to raise $140 just to pay insurance each month. That's just to insure this place. And then I've got all of the other expenses that are going into this and new expenses that we didn't have before because it was based in, my base, in the basement of my house. So I've been carrying the insurance for the past, well, since we got the keys on July 1st because I couldn't get in here until we had insurance. You have to have insurance. Can't even do the construction unless you've got insurance. So we're down 280 bucks for just the insurance portion plus all the other stuff that's gone into it, the little tools that I didn't own that I've had to purchase. Of course, your viewer contributions are really, really helping with all that. And in fact, covering the costs of that, I appreciate you so much. 
and uh, I thank you on a continued basis um, for supporting this project. So if you haven't contributed or if you have means to contribute again, uh, please do go over to cat5.tv studio, find out how you can contribute to the project. Uh, and uh, I, I appreciate that. The whole team here appreciates it and the viewers appreciate it because even $10 from everybody is going to go an astronomical distance here um, because there are a lot of people who watch the show. So you make a huge difference no matter how much or how little you're able to give. Thank you very much for supporting Category 5 Technology TV. It's coming along, folks. It's looking great. It's feeling great. I feel like we are just, we're on a, I'm biking downhill here, folks. And that feels amazing. You wouldn't know it. <laughs> 42 degrees, remember. 42 C. That was our temperature today. And it hasn't cooled off just yet. So, and it's, it's, we're feeling it in here. So. Andy Christie came by to test the new wall. So anything under 20 on this relative humidity meter is dry. This is reading 12 right now. That reading was 12. That's a dry wall assembly. Okay. What was it before again? Do you remember? It would have been about 56. <laughs> 100 would be super saturated. Okay. You getting the same reading all the way along? Now this was the really bad window. Dry, dry, dry. Good, good. May I move this? Yeah. Now, if you that's a that's a fresh piece of drywall. I want you to test it. It's it, there's no way there's any moisture in that. What number do you get from a fresh piece? Ten. Ten. So my walls are basically as dry as an actual piece of drywall. That's pretty dry. Yeah. Usually, so your average home with poured concrete foundation walls and no evidence of water entry is a twelve. Twelve to thirteen. Great. So uh, you don't see ten very often, but it's gypsum. Pretty dry stuff. So dry, dry, dry. Great job, Robbie. Great job. You sealed the building envelope. Good, good. And it's looking good, eh? It's yep. getting exciting. I think that's my shoe ring. Could be, Maxwell. <laughs> it's all dry. Congratulations. <laughs> Victory is ours! <laughs> you are watching Category 5 Technology TV. I'm Hilary Rumble, and that's Robbie Ferguson. Like, is he trying to steal my show or something? Seriously, this was the Hillary show. For this evening, Robbie has been quite busy packing up our studio. It's our last episode in Studio C before we launch into Season 8 in Studio D. It's been an incredible, wild adventure. Um, and we are so thrilled that you've been a part of it. Um, thank you for watching all of our clips online. If you want to check out the full story, not just these little little gems we've been showing you tonight, you can see that at cat cat5.tv slash studio. Again, that is cat5.tv slash studio. You can watch our full length, I guess, mini documentary that way and see all of the steps that we have taken to get to the studio to where it is today. It's day 28, and guess what, people? More rain. What a beautiful summer we've had. But um, we still are in good spirits. We have our friend Vince, who's actually a friend of Robert. He came by the studio and helped us figure out what the deal was with this water that kept getting in and how we go about fixing it. Hey, Vince. Hey, how are you doing? So what's going on here? So 
I was checking out some of these blocks over here and checking out the mortar. And this mortar here just came out basically with uh, <laughs> a little bent piece of uh, corner beam. And even this oh. one here, you can see it just breaking off relatively easily. Like I made this, this hole in here just before the camera started rolling. Which means we definitely have a lot of moisture in this area in here and it's saturating the block. So it's actually point. taken that cementitious compound yeah, and breaking it down. Broke it down. Yeah. The water's breaking it down basically. Do you think this is gonna be a problem like on the whole wall or just where it's wet here? Oh, just where it's wet. Usually in a scenarios like this you could repoint the uh, the blocks. Yeah. So you um, restore the joints. Yeah. Uh, but you do definitely have to solve the problem as, as far as the water's coming in, uh, the water coming into that area. Um, it's hard to judge here because you have this this stuff here which should, should all be cut away. Yeah, we can cut that out. Because they, they always go into the joints. They actually penetrate the mortar joints. Yeah. And, and, root, and they, uh, they cause a lot of problems. Um, mortar problem too, that, that's going in there. Uh, the fact that it's wet here is hard to judge whether or not it's just because it's in a confined space and the air is not allowing it to dry, or because all this vegetation is growing around and again, keeping shaded and wet. Right. Um, there definitely is a water source coming in someplace here. The electrical room is behind here, and we don't have access to it presently, so we may have a water problem just traveling through the electrical room and ending up here and causing... It makes, it makes sense quarter. that if, if you're going to have water, let's make it in the electrical room. Yeah, because <laughs> <laughs> yeah, electric, electricity and water go so well together, yeah, don't they? <laughs> mix it together and make a cocktail. Yeah. Um, hopefully we can get access to that. Uh, you, All right. You contact the landlord, right? I can. Yeah. All right. So we can get access to that room. There we go. So that could definitely be another entry point yeah. that we didn't even know about. Vince is actually a 25-year drywall veteran. He then shows Robbie a little thing or two. Not that Robbie hasn't been doing a good job, but uh, he doesn't quite have the same skill set as our friend Vince. So check this clip out. Okay, so I'm standing away here, and Vince is basically looking at me with a funny look on his face and says, no, you're doing it all wrong, Robbie. Come over here, bud. Okay, so this guy uh, apparently knows what he's talking about. There we are. On the there you go. Uh, he's going to show us a little bit about you're saying how I can speed things up? Speed things up and instead of having a sander lock, you can just apply a little more plaster and feather it. But Vince, we love to sand. Yeah, I know, I can tell. Because <laughs> you've been doing it for a little while. Yeah. <laughs> okay, let's, let's take a look at what Vince is going to show us here. So if you can take a look here, you see the gap between the trowel and the wall. Yeah, yeah, all right. Now, ideally, you should try and fill that entire gap. This hole. In between there and there. Right you can actually see if we can put something dark underneath it. Just a second here. Can you see the, you can actually see the shadow that's yeah, cast right. behind it. Now, ideally you want to fill in that area there. A lot of times you can actually leave a bit of the curve in there. Now, it's hard to see on the camera, but there's a definite lip here. It's almost like a speed bump. And you were trying to sign that, which would have taken, you could have done it, it would have taken you a while. So I've been doing this whole room, man. <laughs> I noticed, so I, I felt bad that you were sanding away there, so I figured to give you a little part here. Now, okay. appreciate that. You take your mud, plaster, and you apply it over the area. Oh, how the heck did you do that? And then you just sweep it across. And what? Now, now, when you put mud on, sorry, these little techniques, sorry. 
You put mud on there, the best way to apply it onto the wall yeah. is when you go this way, you're scraping it off. But when you go this way, you're smearing it on. And, Whoa. You, and you roll the trowel so your this corner gets a lot of pressure and this side does not. So when you're laying it in, you actually plaster it on. Now, when you run your thing, you run across here and you feather it out. Again, you can take the mud that you just took off of one and apply it onto the other. And you're gonna continue that all the way across. And that'll give you a whole lot of no way smoother areas. And there's like there's no sanding to be done on that. Yeah, you've got it in one fell swoop. You've gotten that whole. That's I've been. Whole, that's the whole point of it. I hate sanding. So How? Whenever I do this, I make it so I don't have to sand. So. I mean, it's obviously. I now. love sanding. <laughs> well, we can just make a couple of gouges for you. Right? No, that's okay. I, I've done enough of those. Well, when you, if it's hard to tell now, but if you put this across here, you'll see that the ridge is gone. Yeah, no, I I've taken a ridge and basically it's nice and smooth it out. now. Yeah. So yeah. the major trick to see the gap is still there, but it's a lot less. Mm -hmm. The major trick to drywall taping is. <clears throat> Don't be afraid to make your bead wide. You get a little bead like this, if it's not absolutely perfect, it's gonna stand out. Yeah. So if you have a difference between here and here, and it's a quarter inch, if you spread it out to here, to here, you'll never see that quarter inch. Right. But if you go from here to here, you'll always but see But see, that it's been, it, for me, that would have taken forever because this, this took two coats to do that, that, like a little three, yeah, three when you Yeah, when you do this, you should have used one of these and when you did your coat, you should have made it as wide as you could with this trowel. See, I've tried that, and I and I end up getting this messy. Well, I mean, you can see here. Yeah. Like that's what I, enough, that's what I end up with. You don't end up putting enough material on the wall as part of the problem. So if you put if you put because the trowel wants to try and take material off. So if you put enough material on, if you only put it here. You're, never, you're only going to scrape it off there. But if you put it right across the whole area there, and you run the trowel across, yeah. you scrape. Now you're applying mud from here to here, which makes for Whoa. a much neater finish. And one of the problems, one of the things a lot of people do, which costs them a lot of time in aggregation, is if they have like a little dimple or a little marker, they go, oh, I better go back and fix that. Well, they fix that and they screw up. Oh yeah, because by then I found it's trying to already half dry. So by the time you're done, you've done more damage than good. Right. So if you do have a little defect, that. don't worry about it. You'll you guys it saw in this it. just a second ago, right? It looked like that, dude. So, oh my gosh, how's your availability? <laughs> you could have this place done in an, like an hour. Oh yeah, a place like oh. this shouldn't take. I've been, I spent, like, my entire, I had a, uh, the Labor Day holiday. Yeah. I spent the whole day here. Wow. The whole day. Wow. Doing what you just did in five minutes. Don't you wish you would have met me earlier? <laughs> you could actually enjoy your Labor Day. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It could have been a relaxed day. Yeah. Wow. The other little trick, when you have a butt joint like this, yeah. where it's not a beveled edge or not a corner bead, you're going to want to put... Yeah, I see you've done thicker mud. there. Yeah, so what you do, what I usually do is I do actually two pre-beads where I do mud here yeah. and I'll do mud up here. Okay. And I'll actually leave that to set 
on these two areas. Yeah. And then the next coat I do will go from here and another coat here and then fill in the area in there. And then again, I'll make the butt joints from this spot to this spot so that that oh, wow. hump gets yeah. hidden over wow. two feet of space as opposed to three inches of space. Nice. Just a little pointer. Yeah, and seeing that I'm having a real difficult time hiding that within this amount of space. Yeah, when you have just a small amount like that, you will never be able to hide it because it's, it's, too, it's too short a distance to transition between one level and the other. So by flaring it out, it makes it more gradual. Basically, we need to get t-shirts made that say, Robbie, you're doing it wrong. <laughs> Got it. Okay. I returned to the studio along with um, Vicki and Tegan and Curtis, some more volunteers. Um, and we are putting up the painted ceiling tiles. So now the floor is nice and clear. The ceiling is like, oh, beautiful white. It was, uh, I felt, I was very proud. I felt good that the ceiling tiles were up. We're making progress. Things are shaping up really nicely. Robbie also started doing some work um, screwing, um, what's that called? Shoot. What is it? That metal stuff when you screw Oh, the there. corner bead? Right. Yeah. Okay. I learned something today. Robbie also was screwing corner bead into the windowsill and managed to screw his glove into the windowsill. You're here to help us paint. Yes. Help me learn to paint. And she kind of looked at this place and said, oh, you're still mudding? Sorry. No, I'm sorry. I've been trying so hard. Well, it's full-time work as well, right? Yes. It's not not like you're a single guy with no other job. Yeah, really. Thank you for understanding. <laughs> so, what, what do you think? Where, where do we start and how does this... Now, these walls have kind of, I've prepped pretty well, right? They're sanded and smooth and... Oh, do, they look great. Look who's here. Hillary just arrived, and uh, we're trying to figure out... She's asking, okay, well, what, what can I do now? And I, and I realized, I've never done anything like this, and you're mm -hmm. asking me to delegate? He's the boss of the show, so I figured he's the boss of home reno here. Yeah, so we're going to figure out what to do. We're thinking ceiling tiles? Yeah. I ceiling tiles are a good starting hard. place. And uh, Tegan, and I are, Tegan and I are working on the mud, and uh, we've got Vicky over there working there on the paint. Is. It's coming together. What happened, Robbie? Well, this is why it's a good idea to wear gardening gloves when yeah. you're as professional as I am. My first screw. And he screwed his glove to... First one. I'm trying the to window. do the, the corner bead on the windowsill. I gotta take the screw out because I'm kind of stuck. That's pretty hilarious. <laughs> Stop. Love it. To be fair, I was holding the screw with the gloved hands and screwed my hand. Yeah, to the okay. Wall. No excuse. Right. Curtis has arrived and is helping put these out. Hey, Curtis. Well, this is a this is a hundred piece puzzle right here. Yeah, so. That's true. <laughs> very very true. Nice. So when we're ready to do the real coat of the color that's going to be in here, we're going to make sure that we paint across the top and across the bottom, and use the poles to do the whole thing, so we get a smooth coat all the way across. Cool. We will remember, for it is documented on video. 
two coats all the way around. Way to go. Thanks. No problem. Day 31 came and the lovely Sasha did a ton of work priming the wall while Robbie was at work himself. She had the day off and uh, donated her time and talents to helping us prime those walls. When Robbie returned to the studio after he was done work, he was so grateful for all the work that Sasha had put forward that day. So check out this clip from day 31 with Sasha. Two coats of primer and then um, vacuuming, sweeping, vacuuming, and maybe some mopping. I realized that it will get messy again, but it would be really great for Robbie to come in and see everything squeaky clean as much as possible. Coat one is completely dry. So, coat two is about to start on all of the walls I'm doing. I finished vacuuming. Probably gonna skip the mopping to be truthful. Oopsie, sorry I put that on tape. Um, and, uh, and that's about it. So let's see how quick I can do the second coat. Yay, done the second coat. Yes. The next thing I'm going to do is to remove all of the sticky, gross residue stuff from the glass door at the front. Let's see if I can get that in there. There we go. After that, lunch break. All right, the stickery gooey stuff is off the door in perfect timing because I am starving. So lunch break it is. I don't know if I'll be back in the studio today, but tomorrow I'm on air, so I'll see you soon. We are nearing the end of our journey. It's day 32 and Robbie has started his packing party. He's putting stuff away around the studio and um, we actually had a professional cleaner come to the studio to get rid of all the dust and all of the, the stuff that we, the mess we created in trying to fix the mess. Um, so thank you Mercedes for donating your time and your skills and uh, doing an impeccable job of the studio. Hey everybody, Mercedes just arrived. Hey Mercedes. Hi. How are you? Do you want to introduce yourself? Tell us uh, oh my God. a little bit about why about you're me. here. Why and... I'm here. I'm a volunteer. And what um, do you do for a living? I do cleaning. She so. does cleaning. <laughs> Bless her soul. So I've come to help. Look at this place. It looks like a skating rink. It does, doesn't it? <laughs> <laughs> All we need is a Zamboni. Oh my god. Look at that. The great thing about being the guy on camera is that yes. it, it always makes it look like I'm doing, I'm just standing around. <laughs> Mercedes is over there mopping and stuff. So I, I kind of cleared, I cleared space. <laughs> I uh, look at the table. Do you guys see that before? It was covered and it, was, it had tools and everything all over. So I'm kind of just tidying up and emptying stuff, getting rid of tools and things that we don't need anymore, like electric sanders. Thank you very much, Lionel. Uh, and uh, that's it, so. Clean, clean, clean. It's looking great. You're gonna run laps. <laughs> You're gonna run laps. Look at all the space. <laughs> I don't even know what to do with it all. 
I'm thinking that the desk is going to go here, but then I thought maybe the desk will go here, the camera there, yeah. and the green screen here. Maybe that will work better. Right? Maybe the desk goes here. <laughs> and then you can see. Oh, gosh, decision. Yeah, I know. Oh. So what do you do? Uh, and that brings us to today, folks. Day 33. We continue our packing party right now in real time uh, here at Studio C. And uh, following this episode, we will be moving and relocating to Studio D. It has been an incredible time reliving some of these moments with you and uh, made me a little sentimental as I recall uh, some of my work during the past seven years and thinking about all the terrific memories and content and community and friends we've created during the seven years of Category 5. Next week, we will be starting Season 8. Can you believe it? Eight seasons on the air, people. It's wild, and it's, it's thanks to you. So thank you for being a part of this and a part of our journey this evening. I think there's no better way than to wrap up this show than for me to participate in the, the cleaning and the packing. So I think I might um, help Robbie take down our, our, beautiful, our beautiful set here. Thanks for watching. Again, I'm Hilary Rumble, and this is Category 5 Technology TV. We'll see you next week for Season 8. Bye! showtimes in your area at category5.tv and find out when you can watch live and interact in the community chat room. Category 5 is a production of Prodigy Digital Solutions and is licensed under Creative Commons Attribution 2.5 Canada. We'll see you next time. Thanks for tuning in.